0: Our scripture reading for today is taken from the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 2, beginning with verse 21. So my heart began to despair over all my toilsome labor under the sun. For a man may do his work with wisdom, knowledge, and skill, and then he must leave all he owns to someone who has not worked for it. This, too, is meaningless and a great misfortune. What does a man get for all the toil and anxious anxious striving with which he labors under the sun? All his days his work is pain and grief. Even at night his mind does not rest. This, too, is meaningless. A man can do nothing better than to eat and drink and find satisfaction in his work. This, too, I see, is from the hand of God, for without him... Who can eat or find enjoyment? To the man who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. These are your words, Heavenly Father. They are your truth. We pray that you would strengthen our faith through them. Amen. may be seated. The first car that I ever bought when I was in college was a Fiat, F-I-A-T. It's an Italian car. It looked really cool. But it didn't run so well. I remember the night I bought the car, I happened to go to a friend's house who was a mechanic. And uh, I mentioned to him that I had just bought this my first car. And he said, what'd you get? I said, a Fiat. And I could just see on his face that I made a mistake. And he said, a Fiat? And I said, yeah, something wrong with that? And he goes, well, Fiat stands for fix it again, Tony. So that's, that's what he thought of Fiats. I found out very soon that that was the case. In my lifetime, I've probably owned about 10 cars. Maybe maybe one more than that, but about 10 cars. I have also thought, wouldn't it be interesting if you could see all of them together in one spot? Are all the cars you're going to buy in your life sometime or someday, if you could put all of those together in one spot? Maybe if some of you have had one or two already, maybe two, three. Imagine we could go over out right on Bethany's soccer field and put um, the cars that I've owned on that soccer field, down, down on one end by the goal, and then go up into the press box and look down at all those cars. Some of them would already been smashed by now. I'm pretty sure my fiat is. Um, other ones, other people own them by now and maybe have repainted them or something. There's probably a number of them that have been sold for parts. Some cars actually get chewed up into tiny little bits and uh, sold out as just junk metal. So that, wouldn't that be interesting if you could go up on top of a press box like that and look down on a field at all the vehicles you'll ever own in your life? I think I've, I've lived in 17 different dwellings in my life, apartment buildings, dorms, houses, 17 different places that I can count, maybe 18. It would be interesting if you could do that same thing, to put those houses or apartments or buildings on a field like that and see them all at once. Just to stand up above everything and to see all that stuff in your life. Imagine if you could look ahead to all the things you're going to ever own in your life and to put it on one field and go stand way up above it and look down at it and see it. Three of the houses that I've lived in in my life are already destroyed. Three of them are already gone. Imagine if you could take every possession you've ever had, every television screen, or computer, or iPhone, or whatever, and lay that out on the field with all that stuff. Or all the shoes you've ever had. Last year, one of the students told me she has 70 shoes. What? 70 shoes. Imagine if you could lay out all the clothes you've ever, are going to ever have in your whole life, and put that all out on a field, and just stretch it out. It'd be really interesting to, to get up on top of all that, and just to look down on all the things you could acquire in this life. But listen to what our text says. A man may do his work with wisdom, knowledge, and skill and then he must leave all he owns to someone who has not worked for it. This too is meaningless and a great misfortune. It's kind of expressing the 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 big picture view of life the the way up in the press press box view of life. All the stuff we can get in our lives, all the things that we we feel we want and need, that we can lay out for ourselves, and yet, in the end, somebody else gets it. In the end, it fades away, or gets burned up, or chewed up, or somebody else buys it, or somebody else takes it away and uses it. And he says, in the end, all of this seems so meaningless. The famous theologian Jerry Seinfeld, just kidding, he's a comedian, okay, He said it this way, all things on earth are simply in different stages of becoming garbage. (laughs) That's really true. Many years ago, there was a pastor that used to be the chaplain here at Bethany, uh, back in the 1940s and 50s. And this is what he said to the students back then. If you have not come to the realization that in the end, all in this world is vanity, it's the same word for meaningless here, he says, our mission has failed. In other words, Bethany's mission then. If we didn't get you to realize and understand that all that stuff on your field is going to be gone someday, or somebody else is going to own it or take it away, if, if, if that's all your life is going to be about, and we haven't taught you more than that, he says, then our mission has failed. So what is this thing, life, all about? What is this thing that you have right now that you're going through? What is it all about? What's the meaning of it? What's the purpose of it? Is it just to fill up your field as much as you can? Is it just to to get as much stuff out there as you can and then somebody else takes it all away? Well, the God of heaven, the God who made your body, the God who gave you the talents and knowledge and gifts that you have, has something far better in store for you than just a field full of junk that's going to be gone. And that's why he took action to send his own son into the world, Jesus Christ, to take on human flesh, to become like one of us in every way except for sin, and to ultimately bear the burden for all of our sin and our guilt when he went to the cross and shed his blood so that I could stand here before you and declare you forgiven entirely before God of all of your sins. And by faith in him, by simply putting your trust and faith in that Savior, you can be absolutely positive that after this life comes to an end, and it will, that you will have an everlasting home in heaven, far better than any junk you can put on a field in this world. The bliss of eternal life, that's really what God has come into this world to do for you. He didn't send his son into this world to help you get more stuff in your field. He sent his son into this world to get you away from this earth someday to your heavenly home. One of the things that I love about Bethany and the people who work here and run this place and the instructors that you have is they can teach you amazing things to have a very fulfilling life and actually to get a lot of things in your field and to how to use them and everything. But underneath it all, what they really are concerned about most is to have you go up in the press box of your life and look down on all that stuff and to realize how meaningless it ultimately will be, and that there's a greater purpose to live for, a greater thing to live for, the eternal home that's waiting for you in heaven. And with that knowledge, you can go back to the very blessings that God gives you with all those things in your field. And you can, you can go back into your life and, and the, the various vocations where God will place you with tremendous meaning and tremendous purpose. It suddenly, when you, when you understand that because of a Savior, you have heaven waiting for you, it makes everything else in this life and in this world just brighter and more beautiful and more wonderful. In fact, listen to what our text says. That second paragraph, he says, A man can do nothing better than to eat and drink and find satisfaction in his work. This, too, I see is from the hand of God. For without him, who can eat or find enjoyment? Without God, it's just a field that's going to get blown away. But with him, that field matters now. Your earthly life even matters. It's a wonderful opportunity to serve God and your fellow man. And he says... To the man who pleases God, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. Now, none of us on our own, I know I certainly can't please God on my own. He had to do that for me, and he's done it for you too. That's why he sent his son into the world. Because of his perfect holy life that pleased God, God credits that to you and me, and faith grabs it, and now possesses it to such an extent that we can say as Christians, as believers in Christ, my life does please God, not because of me, but because of what my Savior has done for me. So we invite you to make chapel a regular part of your campus life. Build it into your your class schedule. Take advantage of it in whatever way that you can, all the different opportunities that we may have to share God's word with you because it's a way that God helps us keep a proper perspective on everything in our field and especially what's waiting for us after this life because of his tremendous love and grace for us in Christ. Amen.